0: Yes, they're putting us on the pre-roll. We are now brought to you also by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast ourselves. Why not, right? Start the, start your engines with me and Cody and get ready to gamble on the Daytona 500 this Sunday. Drivers, start your
1: how
0: about we talk about racing things? It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Villa Gomez. And all week long, we're talking racing things. And of course, as we are doing in our new format, breaking out every series into its own day. Last night, we took a leisurely stroll through the Craftsman Truck Series. And uh, definitely enjoyed making many, many more bets than we normally do on that series. Today, we'll turn around and we'll do the exact same with the Xfinity series as they get ready for the Beef It's What's for Dinner 300 on the Daytona International Speedway. Cody, buddy, uh, these new longer bet formats are really, really working out.
1: Oh, yes, they are. I had a fun time yesterday. It's nice. I mean... I feel like we did a pretty good job last year covering all three series but sometimes you you know we only talk on each one for so long when we're trying to cram it all into one episode so being able to talk it out talk it through give more of our points of view on on the race on each series individually focus more on each driver I think that's only going to help our our bets our DFS everything be better on each series Uh, so I had a blast yesterday excited to do the same thing today with Xfinity. Come back and do the cup again uh, tomorrow. In
0: indeed, and of course, Xfinity, as we know, is going to be missing a couple of drivers, and we'll reflect that, and we'll touch on that uh, as we start making our bets. Uh, again, as you start looking down the list, you think, "Oh, wow, I forgot they're gone." And yeah, and so you start to build your bets a little differently, knowing uh, that some of those powerhouses from the Xfinity series last season will not be in this race this season, uh, or at least in the series as a whole this season, but. Um, there's still a couple of names that are going to pop up here in the, uh, in the list. But, yeah, again, it's going to be a lot of fun to handicap. We're going to have a lot of fun breaking it down. But, once again, if you weren't listening to the big show, the bosses enjoy learning more about NASCAR. So we're going to continue to teach them more about NASCAR. Cody, how many days is it until the Daytona 500?
1: That's so right, Rod. We're just four days away from the Daytona 500. So we'll look at the number four. One guess who has the most all-time starts in the number four car?
0: Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's my man, Kevin Harvick.
1: I think you are correct. So 1,763 starts in the NASCAR Cup Series for the number four car. 82 times it's been in victory lane. 372 top five finishes. 70 pole awards. Kevin Harvick leads all drivers with 324 starts. Leads all drivers with 37 wins in this number. Again, the, the second Hall of Fame career, right? The first one he had in the number 29 uh, and the second one in the number four car. Uh, so 37 wins for him, 221 top tens. He's led 11,000 laps in the number four car. An average finish of 10.4. When we tell you every week, you can count on Kevin Harvick to finish in the top 10. That is why, because it's literally his average finish in the number 25 or in the number four car. 25 polls. That's why I was thinking. getting ahead of myself <laughs> uh, in the in the number four. John Sears is second with the number four car uh, in starts, 289. No wins for him. Rex White, 168 starts, 26 wins for him and just 168 starts. So very impressive. Uh, 121 top tens in Rex White's 168 career starts in the number four. Sterling Marlin, he was on the Dale Jr. download last week. Uh, has Parkinson's, but seems seems to be doing pretty well and, and had some fun stories to share with Dale Jr. there, so definitely check that out. He had 125 career starts in the number four. Six wins, including back-to-back Daytona 500 wins. I believe it was 94 and 95 that he won those in the number four car. Ernie Irvin, 105 starts, seven wins in the number four. Bobby Hamilton, 101 starts with a win. Uh, Rick Wilson, Mike Skinner, Casey Kane, guy we talked about yesterday with the number five car, Uh, He made 36 starts, a full season in the number four car. I believe that was with Red Bull Racing, actually. Uh, Had one victory there. Uh, Going down the list, Jimmy Spencer started some races. Ward Burton started some races in this number. Mark Martin started six races in the number four car. Uh, Robbie Gordon started a couple of races. Todd Bodine. Uh, And then as you kind of get down to the bottom of the list, we've had... 113 different drivers start races in the number four car in the nascar cup series manufacturer wise very heavily dominated by chevy um again harvick is in that four car now in a ford but tony uh, stewart haas racing was a chevy team for a while so a lot of those races over there uh, 972 starts by chevy ford is second on the list oldsmobile actually third on the list with 175 starts uh, and then as you go down the list, Jaguar started two races in the number four car. Uh, Nash Motor Company, two races, Studebaker, two races, one Cadillac uh, in start for the number four car. So again, these, these are, the, are the heart of the numbers, right? And uh, yeah, number four is a, a pretty storied number. Jaguar loves those
0: older or those lower numbers. They keep making more starts as we <laughs> go down. we were just
1: uh, assigning numbers, I think. You're yeah. the fourth entry, you're number four. <laughs> number four. Here, wear this proudly. Um, all right, also, that's... one more. one more piece of, of history. 25 years ago uh, today, uh, which is February 15th, Dale Earnhardt finally got it done. The king of super speedways won every time they went to Daytona, every time they went to Talladega could not win the Daytona 500. Uh, Mike Joy's very famous call as he came off a turn four, 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500, finally. Uh, And then if you haven't seen it, literally every single person in the NASCAR garage lined up on pit road as Dale Earnhardt drove down and gave everybody a high five. Of course, just three years later, we would lose him in that same race. But for him to finally get that victory after 20 years, again, with there, we've talked about some other guys that Tony Stewart, three-time champion, never got a Daytona 500 win. Kyle Busch, he's been around a long time. Now I think maybe he wins it this this year. We'll see. Uh, but two-time champion, he's never won the race, um, and it's this is this is the big one to win, right? The championships are great. Um, some guys like Denny Hamlin will argue that the Daytona 500 is more important than the championship. Maybe that's because he's got three of those and no championships, but who knows? Uh, and so, yeah, 25 years ago today for Dale Earnhardt Sr. to uh, finally get that accomplishment, uh, that, that was a big deal for him.
0: And uh, for the entire sport. I mean, nobody nobody needed that win more than him. Nobody needed it more than NASCAR, especially at the time. So, yeah, definitely tip the hat to uh, Dale Earnhardt in that first daytona 500 victory i know that we've got a couple of signings and a couple of news stories to hit real quick before we set up this race so uh cody let's talk about uh, a driver that's going to stick in the 48 car with the ally sponsor Uh, again we're talking about alex bowman who will continue to race for hendrick motorsports in that famed 48 ally car
1: yeah through 2026 even so it's a it's a long-term deal uh, we had talked about that, right? Maybe he's the odd man out. Hendrick seems pretty happy with their lineup. They've got the, obviously, Elliott and Larson. I don't think ever go anywhere else in their career, likely. Um, and then William Byron seems to be a guy that that Hendrick, Rick Hendrick himself is just really big on. Loves having him. Those guys were all locked up long-term. Alex Bowman, kind of the odd guy. Maybe he doesn't, but you look back and he's had a pretty successful career, right? He's got wins every season lately, couple times he's got multiple wins um but it was kind of was he going to come back or not it came out a couple weeks ago ally really 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 loves him they want to stick with him uh and so hendrick worked it out and they extended ally and they extended bowman all the way through 2026 so uh the hendrick stable is locked up nobody's going anywhere anytime soon uh and that's i mean ideal right you don't have the changes you don't have to worry about that stuff these teams these drivers. The sponsorships, that's a big part of it all. A lot of their sponsors are locked up. I know Napa's going to be around a while. Uh, Hendrickcars.com, they've signed a long-term deal, even though it is Rick Hendrick's company. What they've seen uh, with it being on on Larson's car uh, has paid off, and so um, I don't i don't think that uh, Hendrick is going to have much changing as far as sponsorships, as far as drivers now, obviously, with, with everybody being locked up. And then Daniel Suarez also signed a multi-year extension. Uh, a lot of times they don't give us details on the year that goes through uh, with Bowman's they did through 26. Uh, no, no details on how long Suarez is, is, but multi-year it says. So he's locked up. Ross Chastain, a free agent at the end of this year. So a lot of questions out there, whether he sticks around in that car. Uh, maybe, like we've talked about, it depends on how well that team does this year, right? If they seem to maybe take a step back. Does he go replace a Kevin Harvick? Does he go replace a Martin Truex Jr. on a quote-unquote bigger, more powerful team? That'll be interesting. But Daniel Suarez, not going anywhere. He's locked in uh, on a multi-year extension.
0: Gotta love it. Like I said, it's just a matter of of trying to find that spot where you're where you're fit and, and make it stick as long as you move on. And for Hendrick, it's not even a surprise. I mean, DuPont stuck around forever. Lowe stuck around forever. You know, it, those types of sponsors hardly go anywhere when they know that these cars are going to be blazing their, their emblem all over the place and in winter circle, especially. So,
1: yeah. Um, and even with the changes we've seen lately where, you know, sponsorships don't stick around as well. You look at some of the top drivers, Denny Hamlin and FedEx been lockstep forever. Kyle Busch with MMs. Now that it finally did end, but for a long time, it was around Kevin Harvick and Heiser Bush. They've been a sponsor a long time. It was Budweiser for a while. Now it's over to Bush light, but same company, um, as has really stuck with him. So we have seen a lot of that. One more quick piece of news, Todd Goland, we talked about, he's going to be replaced in the 38 car for six races by Zane Smith. Um, five of those races, he has signed on to race for Rick Ware. So he will still be competing. The Talladega race is the only one he doesn't currently have a ride for, but with that being a super speedway race, we see a lot of these open teams enter cars, I would guess that that as long as he can get some sponsorship money behind him, uh, he'll be able to enter that. So potentially, Gillen could still run a full season even if he's not um, in in the 38 car for all the races. And again, you win something like the Daytona 500 or something and get locked into the playoffs, as long as he starts all those races, even if it isn't a different car, he would still be eligible for the playoffs. Uh, so that is is notable as well. It's hard to
0: keep some of these drivers off the track. I mean, obviously they're talented enough to be in the big series. Yeah, they're not marquee names. Yeah, they don't cross the checkered line in first a lot. But you know, you got to have a full field to race. So you got to keep drivers like Todd Gillen around uh, to to race and and to stay on the track because
1: obviously he's capable of doing it. So yeah, good and for a him. team like Rick Ware, that is you know the bottom team in the league. I mean, with him and and BJ McLeod's team. It's, those are the, the worst cars out there, right? To have a driver from a, a quote-unquote better team come down and race in his cars is a step up for them rather than grabbing a J.J. Yaley or somebody who's been around a long time but just doesn't you know have that level of, of talent. So it, it works out for both ways where Rick Ware is getting a good driver compared to what maybe they had uh, you know on a week-to-week basis and Gillian still gets his ride or a ride at least uh, for those races. Indeed. Well, this
0: race that's about to happen that we're about to talk about and break down bets is the Beef It's What's For Dinner 300. Of course, we know the Daytona International Speedway is two and a half miles of paved madness. This race will feature 120 laps around that. Uh, Again, there's 44 cars on the entry list. Not all of them are going to make the field. So just a matter of trying to figure out who's going to make it. Of course, we've got a pretty good handle on a lot of them. Notably absent from this race, Noah Gragson, obviously one of the major factors and and the one that won the most races last season in the Xfinity Series. And then, of course, Ty Gibbs, who both are now going to be full-time in the Cup, and they're pretty much not going to try to warm up themselves uh, for the 500 in this race. So those are two heavy hitters automatically gone from this race, which means there's some new folks that may be able to float up to the top of this, and of course, uh, that'll be the, the main thrust of our bets. So, um, But again, it's super speedway racing. Anything can and will happen on this race. Uh, Austin Hill, the winner of the last one. Austin Sindrick, the one before that. I don't know that there's another Austin that we can find uh, to win this race, but uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Last time out on the track, though, on Daytona in the fall race, Jeremy Clements won a crazy, crazy finish. He took the last victory home from Daytona, but of course the last 500 winner to start the season, or the 500, the last Daytona winner in the Xfinity Series was Austin Hill. So again, a, a lot of, uh, Noah Gragson won in 2020, obviously he won't be out there this year. Uh, Michael Annette won in 2019, Tyler Reddick in 2018. So some of those are the past winners from this race, and obviously we'll talk a little more about that. But uh, initial thoughts on this, this field, Cody, and, and just sort of, uh, setting up the race in general.
1: Yeah. I mean, things are, are opened up a little bit, right? You don't have Ty Gibbs. You don't have Noah Gregson. You don't have AJ Allmendinger, the three biggest hitters in the series last year, right? Guys like Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry still around. Austin Hill did a great job on super speedways last season. Uh, and then the truck series, we had two cup guys racing down in that Xfinity. It's just one guy. Justin Haley is going to come back down. Um, and then Cole Custer, of course, was a full-time Cup Series guy last season. He's going to be full-time in the Xfinity this season, so those are notable names as well. But you look at the Xfinity Series, and and this seems to be the series where the chalk hits more on super speedways than the other series. I know we said less wrecks in the the trucks, but it still seems like that's more open, whereas in the Xfinity Series, it does seem like the chalk hits more and there is – less wrecks and stuff but i say that after jeremy clements won the last daytona race and he was like 100 or 150 to 1 or something ridiculous so yes it maybe does favor chalky a little bit more but again anytime you're on a super speedway like this you cannot count out the long shots the number of long shots we've had win on super speedways lately or really close of course the corey Lejoy thing uh, jeremy clements the last two Daytona 500 winners were both 70 plus or 70 to one plus, you know, with Michael McDowell being like 100 to one two years ago. And then I, I think that Cindric was 70 or 75 last season. Um, and, and then even in the fall in Daytona for the Cup Series, it was 30 to one with Austin Dillon. So it, these long shots can win no matter what in any of these series. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to spread it out and and hit a, hit you from all angles. We are
0: going to do exactly that, but we're going to take a break first, and then we're going to start laying out our bets because we have a ton of them for you today. We're so excited that this new format is taking shape. Uh, so happy to be laying out more bets. So come back from the break. We'll start laying out the bets for the beef. It's What's for Dinner 300 from the Daytona International Speedway. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBet. It is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, also known as WinBets. Build your own bet. You got great odds, great promos, great payouts. All happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Sign up today. Get a special offer. Bet hundred dollars, get. of course, limited to state availability. And if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from and All you got to do is head over to sportsgamilypodcast.com slash Wimbet so they know that we spent you. They spent you? Eh, We sent you. That's sportsgamilypodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the Sierra Playthrough. wimbet is available. If you are somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Cody, it is the moment everyone's been waiting for. Our first official Xfinity Series bets of the season. I'm excited. You're excited. Where are we starting?
1: Very excited. I am going to go to... Old faithful on the super speedways. I cannot stop betting this guy in the Xfinity series. Every time they go to a super speedway and it's been rather profitable over the years. Ryan's to be the top Ford at plus 475. Um, if you look at the Ford entries in this race, there is only one, two, three, four, five, six of them. And I'm actually gonna give you my first two bets just right off the, off the bat here because they're both in the same category. I took the brothers, Ryan Sieg, plus 475. Kyle Sieg, his younger brother, at plus 1,500. These guys, it's a family-owned team. They know how to build super speedway cars. There's only six Fords in the field. There's like 30 Chevrolets entered in this race. That's not even a joke. Chevy is ridiculous. So Chevy is going to have an advantage as far as manufacturers go. But when you're trying to hit a top manufacturer bet and you have two of the six guys in this field, that feels pretty good. Cole Custer's at the top. Of course, that's no surprise, right? But he's at minus 160. That's ridiculous. I would not bet that. And something happens to him. He gets shuffled back. You know how it works on super speedways. Riley Herbst, plus 220. He's a decent super speedway guy. Then you got Segan third, and he's plus 475. And I think that that is a low price anyways, even if there wasn't just six guys in this race. Um, Brett Moffitt is in the race at plus 1,000. He is... He's okay, but he's not anything that scares me too much. Kyle Sieg at fifteen hundred, Joe Graf plus three thousand. He doesn't scare me at all. So, if you're giving me both of these guys at four seventy-five at fifteen hundred uh, to be one, you know, to beat these other four guys out, I feel like you're getting very solid value there. Uh, doing that, Ryan Sieg, you go through his list of accomplishments. Um, at Talladega, he's been in the top five four of the last five races there. 11th finish was the other one so that shows you his ability to avoid the the big ones be there at the end be in the mix Um, he finished eighth last year at Daytona in this race he got six top 10 finishes at Daytona uh, in both Atlanta races last season top 15 in both of those again being there at the end surviving the chaos Um, and then you go over to Kyle he only has one start on on a super speedway period Uh, He didn't run full-time last season, but he finished 10th in Daytona last year. So his one attempt, and he had a solid finish. Uh, So give me this pair of brothers at plus 475 for Ryan, plus 1,500 for Kyle, and hopefully they can beat out those other four Ford drivers. And uh, cash one of these tickets either way. I
0: was looking heavily at Sieg for some of the bets as well. So and then I logged in and saw that you had him already. So I was like, great! I'm glad that I was on not the right. The only path.
1: time we'll be talking about it. No, <laughs> he no, no. Again later. <laughs> yeah.
0: So and that's what I'm saying. Like I was pretty. I was like, okay. Well, he's got Sieg pretty well covered. So I'll I'll leave him to that. But um, I do like it. I do. I did like digging into his stats and seeing that there's a lot of promise to be had. And I mean, at top four is is basically about as safe a bet as you can get on on a super speedway just to avoid some chaos or even to benefit from it. So I like it a lot. All right, my first bet. I'm glad, Cody, that you talked before the break about chalk hitting and about uh, Xfinity being a little more chalky than normal because I felt kind of gross having to take this given all the other odds that are out there on the table. But uh, Justin Allgaier is a top three, and he's at plus 250, which, you know... Not bad for a, a plus uh, a, a top three bet here at plus 250. And, and I like Justin Allgaier. Obviously, we talked a lot about him last season, right? He, he did fantastic. He had 10 top 10s and 24 starts, six top fives. Uh, he didn't win any races. Uh, or I'm sorry, this is at Daytona. I'm reading off his Daytona stuff. Wrong tab rod. You're giving out bad information all over the place. All right, let's click on the right tab. In 33 starts, he had 23 top tens, 16 top fives, and three wins. Did Justin Algar? I knew it sounded a little bit crazy. Uh, so, anyways, but 16 top fives last year and 33. I mean, he finished inside the top five like almost half of the time. Uh, look at how he finished the season. He had a, a top three finish in Pocono or in Phoenix. Rather, it was third place in Phoenix, fifth place at Martinsville, third place at Vegas, fifth at Charlotte, second in Kansas, second in Michigan, third at Indy. He won in Loudon. Um, I- I'm not going to sit here and rattle them all off, but I mean he was fantastic last season uh, overall. He finished fifth in the Daytona or the De- at the Daytona Speedway uh, in the Xfinity Series in 2022. Uh, he finished third actually in the fall race at Daytona. And then he's done some fantastic things overall in his career. So for Justin Allgaier to be a top three driver, I don't think that this is out of the realm of possibility, especially as we talked about with Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson both being gone uh, from this race and AJ Allmendinger as well. I think that opens the door for Allgaier to have a fantastic day and give me, give me a top three finish, even if it's only plus 250.
1: Yeah, plus 250, not bad odds for that good of a driver, right? He's going to be one of the top guys in the series all all year long. We're going to be talking about Justin Allgaier a lot this year. Maybe this is the year he finally gets it done, gets that championship, um, and get it all started with a top three at Daytona. Indeed.
0: All right, if you guys didn't get convoluted lost in what I was saying, just take Allgaier top three plus 250. <laughs>
1: exactly you want to do your uh second one since i snuck in oh yeah you did
0: sneak in a second one um all right so i'm i'm going for broke here i mean i know we we just talked about chalk but i want to throw a little chaos
1: into the mix and
0: and i this name kind yeah, of i was setting
1: you up with all this you we, were you know, too chalk hits a lot but you got to throw in these long shots too
0: you sure as hell do and i'm gonna go ahead and just give you timmy hill timmy hill is is at uh, plus 3,000 for a top five finish. I'm not even asking him to finish inside the top three. I'm just asking him to do something he's done a couple of times on this track over the last four seasons. In 2022, in the fall race, he finished in second place. He was the runner-up to um, Clements in that race. Uh, Daytona 500, not. Great showing! He had a twenty-place finish there uh, after starting thirty-seventh in the twenty-twenty fall race. He started thirty-first, finished twenty-second, but in the twenty-twenty Daytona race in the spring, he finished third. So he's done this a couple of times where he's had a top-five finish over the last um, few races or a few races at Daytona. So again, it's not out of the realm of possibility for him to do it again. And at thirty to one, I I feel like this is a, a pretty good uh odds to try to take it at just just to grab it and see what happens um and 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 roll with it from there so last season he didn't run a full schedule uh but he did you know kind of get out there and run some races he didn't have a top 5 finish but this is daytona this is uh the the madness that can happen and and I'll take some of that at 30 to 1 for timmy hill
1: No I absolutely ro- love this bet rod I'm glad you took it I Bounced around with some Timmy Hill, decided not to do it, but I'm glad you did. This is, again, like the Sieg brothers, the Hill brothers own this race team. And these types of guys that own their teams, we saw it with Jeremy Clements in the fall, they're so good at taking care of their equipment. They know how much it costs to wreck that thing. They know their hands are going to be on it to fix it if they do. They're so good at taking care of it and being there at the end. And again, that is the most important thing when it comes to super speedways. It's just being in the mix at the end. You don't even need him to win the race. So maybe you even hit a 30-to-1, a 50-to-1, or something like that to win the race. He finishes in the top five, and you're still cashing out a 30-to-1, even if you don't have the winner. So this is a great bet. Um, I fully back you on this. And again, he's another guy that that can get it done. And the other part about these these family-owned teams is – they know that this is their chance, right? When they get to the super speedway, yes, take care of it and don't destroy it. But this is our chance to get in victory lane. Jeremy Clements not going to win somewhere else. But at a super speedway, he got it done. They got into victory lane for their sponsors, for the team, for everybody. And they can say they're NASCAR winners in the Xfinity series. And that's where these teams have the chance. So, again, a guy that can put himself in position. Um, and so I really like that. Another guy that I just can't ever quit whenever he's racing. talked about him yesterday on the truck series race, um, but Parker Kligerman, top five. uh, Not not quite as good of odds as Timmy Hill. He's just at plus 200, but I really, really like this one. Again, made a bunch of points about him yesterday uh, on the truck show, but he is going to have the truck race the day before. A little bit of practice out there in the draft with the track. Again, a truck and a car, they're different, but... Being out there, working in the draft, feeling the air, all this stuff, uh, it helps. And and the reps are there. Get the rust shaken off in the truck series right. And and then get into the Xfinity car and and do good. Um, In his three Xfinity series starts at Daytona, he has a fifth place finish and 11th place finish um, in two of them. Now, those were 10 years ago. It's been a while since he's raced the Xfinity series at Daytona. But last year... At Talladega, he finished sixth um, in the Xfinity Series, and then his other previous start at Talladega was also a sixth place. Again, that was 2013 as well. Um, But in three of his last six truck series starts at Daytona, he's finished in the top 11. Parker Kligerman, again, is a guy that knows. He's, again, a guy that just – I mean, he he struggled so much getting rides, keeping rides. He's got a full-time ride this year in the Xfinity Series, But he's going to be the type of guy that's going to take care of the equipment, that's going to put themselves in positions. And this big machine team, they're all in. They want to win races. They had Cup Series stars on their car last year, working things out, shaking things down, giving them pointers and helping. They've got the money behind them. Uh, They're going to give Parker Kligerman a hot rod. And again, just a guy that can find himself in position at the end, doesn't even have to win it to cash this bet, just be in the top five. Um, And you want to pick guys. These top fives, these top three bets, you want to pick guys you can rely on to, to put you there at the end and have the chance. Uh, and Parker Kligerman is one of those guys always. So uh, I'm going to take him for a top five at plus 200.
0: I like it because he's not overly aggressive either. He's not one of those guys that will try to stick his nose out there and try yep. to get himself lopped off. He's going to keep the car safe. He's going to keep the car out of trouble. He's done it. He's no. He knows how to do it. You know, he's done it for years um, he's watched it from the booth, too. I mean, that's, that's another thing where a lot of these guys that go up there and they watch these races from the booth, they learn some stuff about exactly what it is. Because, you know, when you're in the car, you're literally only in charge of yourself. And you can't, I mean, you're relying on your spotter to get around. But when you go up, you watch it from the booth, and you see what everybody's up to, and you're like, oh, wow, that person did that, they probably shouldn't have done that, or, wow, that person should have done that, and they didn't. You know, it's a different perspective was when you're sitting there in the car thinking, "All right, I remember when I watched that." You know, it's going to the film, and, and that's what these these guys in the booth—they've watched several races like that, and you know, I, I think that's a good uh, a good way to to study for these races as
1: well. So, absolutely.
0: All right, I have got a head to head matchup for you that I am going to take uh, my favorite Canadian, non-Canadian from California, Sheldon Creed. Uh, he is paired up with Sam Mayer in this one. I'm going to take the Sheldon Creed side of it. Both of them are actually juiced at minus 110. But again, we've already talked in earnest about our absolute love for Sheldon Creed on this show. And in, in both of these guys have very few starts on this track. In fact, each have three total on this track at all. Uh, and so for Sheldon, for Sam Mayer, he's had finishes of 12, 30, and 34 on this track. Sheldon Creed. 34-6-36. No that is not a measurement. That is his finishing positions at Daytona. Over the last three races that he had. Uh, interestingly enough. Both of these guys have an average finish of 25.3. On this track. Uh, but you know. For, for me it's just. Sheldon Creed obviously has a feel for this. I, I think he did such a, a good job. In last year's uh, Daytona opening race. He started fourth in that in that race. And finished sixth. Um did not go on to have the best season. We, we rooted for him quite a bit, and uh, obviously uh, it was disappointing for him. No wins, four top fives, 13 top 10 finishes. Uh, but for Sam Mayer, it was a, a little better of a season for him. Uh, no wins still, 11 top fives, 19 uh, top 10s. Average finish of 13th, whereas Sheldon Creed uh, obviously was not that good. He was 17 and a half. But Creed did finish the season well. He finished second at Martinsville, sixth at Phoenix seemed to have something going there at the end of the season, second in Darlington, uh, and, and, you know, so on and so forth. Ninth in Atlanta, who were rebidding as a super speedway as well, uh, whereas Sam Mayer finished 21st at Atlanta as well. I mean, Sam Mayer did finish second at Talladega in the fall, uh, whereas Sheldon Creed did not come anywhere near that, unfortunately. Sheldon Creed uh, suffering a pretty bad day at Talladega where he... Finished twelfth, uh, and I say that because he finished thirds, or he started third rather. So uh, tough when you start third and finish twelfth. But I, I like Sheldon Creed over uh, Sam Mayer on this one. I just, like I said, I feel like he's got a better opportunity, and and I feel like he's gonna at least come out one car better than Sam Mayer.
1: Yeah, I like this one as well. Um, we talked about Creed so much last season, and how solid he is. Yeah, they're both pretty limited on their starts in the Xfinity series, but Creed has a lot more of a truck series background as well, so he's got more of these starts under his belt. Mayer is still a very young driver, uh, still very green, and I think he's got a solid future ahead of him, but uh, I do think that I trust Creed more. And again, if you're going to take a head-to-head on a super speedway, you have to take the guy you can trust more to put himself in position because, again, that is what it's all about. Uh, next up for me, this is kind of my dart throw as far as a top five goes. Uh, I'm going to take Jeffrey Earnhardt to get a top five at plus 1,200. Um, there's not a ton of great stats to back this one up, honestly. We did see him almost win at Talladega last season. Granted, yes, that was in a uh, uh, Richard Childress racing car. He's in an Alpha Prime car this season, but he's going to be there full time, uh, running in that car all season long. Uh, And and they've got some backing. He's got some sponsorships. He still carries that Earnhardt name, and there is something to that. There's something to the Earnhardts being able to work the air at the Super Speedways, and and Jeffrey has proven over the years that he can do it. Uh, He's even got a couple of cup starts, actually, that are almost his most impressive finishes uh, with a couple of top 15s in those. And so, yeah, this is, again, just kind of a dart throw, but uh, plus 200 for a top five finish from Jeffrey. He can get it done again, not to beat a dead horse, but hang around and be there at the end and and put yourself in position. Um, and he's the type of guy that can do that on a super speedway. Um, and and he's proven that a few times before, again, most specifically that Talladega race last year where, man, we, that was another one. We were so close. I think we had him like a hundred to one finished second heartbreak there, but, uh, but a plus 1200, I feel like that's good value for him, uh, to get a top five finish. I agree. Dart throws are dart throws for a
0: reason, and we take a lot of good ones on this show. Uh, So always trust Cody when he says he's going to throw a dart. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, All right, my educated dart throw. Very educated. (laughs) Exactly. You know, aiming
1: for somewhere at least. You
0: know where you're throwing (laughs) the dart. It's just a matter of whether it's going to hit or not. That is for sure. Exactly. All right. So I've got a head to head. Another head to head as well. Um, (laughs) We. I don't know why we should stop this. It's worked for us so far. Uh, a full fade of John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, and, and you know, in the Xfinity car, we talked a lot about how uh, it's just it's frustrating to to go for him in the Xfinity car because obviously we know he's a truck guy. We know he, he does well in the truck. He had a brief stint in the Cup Series uh, full-time where he didn't necessarily keep that ride either. Well, Chandler Smith, yes, you know him as another truck guy. He's moving up now to the Xfinity Series, at least for the Daytona 500 right now, um, and he is going to be uh, uh, making his first Daytona start in the Xfinity Series, uh, but I still like him over John Hunter Nemechek, uh, which I believe is crazy, but most of my reasoning in this instance comes from you don't know what you don't know, right? I mean, this Xfinity car, he does, Chandler Smith has not had any sort of uh, really experience in Daytona in the Xfinity Series car. So, I think he's going to be very safe in what he does this weekend whereas John Hunter Nemechek, an experienced driver, probably wants to win this race. I mean, Chandler Smith, let's be honest with you. I think he wants to log laps. I think he wants to finish. Does he want to win? Sure, they all want to win, but when your team is like, "Hey man, just go keep this car safe, shall we?" <laughs> let's let's just keep this car safe. Let's just send it back home. Uh, whereas John Hunter Nemechek is out for broke. And he's more willing and more likely to get himself into uh, trouble. And and look, here's the thing. John Hunter Nemechek's only made three career starts in the Xfinity Series on this track. He had an eighth-place finish in 2019, a 22nd-place finish in 2019 in the fall, and last year he finished 35th after starting 19th. His running order, the first race he was running, the last two he was crashed out. So you want to talk to me about... Uh, an aggressive guy that that is going for broke every time he's out on that track. That's John Hunter Nemechek. Chandler Smith, he won't be that way. He'll probably be running at the end of this race, whereas, you know, John Hunter Nemechek will not. So I like Chandler Smith over John Hunter Nemechek. This one is at minus 110 as well.
1: Yeah, I like this one as well. And, and a couple of things in Chandler Smith's favor. Again, he's in a Chevrolet compared to John Hunter being in the Toyota Not many Toyotas in the field either. Uh, He's on the Colleg team. Colleg is known for their super speedway packages, known for having great racing. Justin Haley going to be out there as a Cup Series guy, a teammate for him. Also, talk about getting the reps on track beforehand. Chandler Smith is attempting to race his way into the Daytona 500 as an open car, so he will be in the duels. Again, not a full race, but he's going to have some laps and some time. And not only lapse in time, but with the Cup Series guys who know what they're doing. And if he's out there learning from them, he can take notes for sure. Um, And so I don't hate that at all. Again, John Hunter Nemechek, we're going to talk about him a good amount this season. And there's going to be some times where we we bet on him. But I I do think that he's very overrated going into the season. So I have no problem fading him at all. (laughs) Next up for me, a guy that I just... Love absolutely in general in the Xfinity Series and especially on Super Speedways. Brandon Jones to get a top three finish. Uh, again, he's moving from Joe Gibbs Racing in that 19 car over to Junior Motorsports. He's going to replace Noah Gregson in the number nine, um, keeping the, the yellow Menards colors and all the, the brightness that's going to be with that, just going to be in the number nine now. Uh, we saw the success the nine car had with Noah Gregson, right? And Brandon Jones has gotten it done before on super speedways. He's got four career top tens, um, at Daytona. Uh, he finished third in 2019. He has three top four finishes at Talladega, uh, and last year at Atlanta. Again, the one, the reason I only referenced last year's Atlanta, this, that was the first season it was super speedway like, right. Where we're considering it to be that now, but he finished seventh and 11th in both those races. Again, running at the end, in the mix, um, and he's going to be with Team Chevy again. Another bonus in his his point with uh, all of the Chevys that are going to be out there that's really going to help manufacturer-wise. There's going to be plenty of guys to work with. If three or four Fords, three or four Toyotas get caught up in a wreck early, they've only got two or three left that, that are going to be out there to help each other. Um, and he's got three teammates on the track in the JRM cars, including Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry guys who are veterans and know what they're doing. Uh, so I love me some Brandon Jones. And for him to get a top three at plus 260, I feel like is, is a good enough price uh, that that I can expect him to be running up front. And he's a guy that just loves fast tracks, right? He's always good at the big tracks, the the auto clubs, the Michigans, and then the super speedways. There's just certain guys that love those when the cars are going fast. And, and Jones is always a guy that, that comes to mind uh, in those cases, so... Love Brandon Jones at uh, for this top three. He's Ricky Bobby. I want to go fast. So uh,
0: I do love it. Yep, I love me some Brandon Jones. Again, we'll talk about him quite a bit more this season, so buckle up for that. Um, all right, I love me some winning car numbers, and I think uh, this one basically sends me and i know that i'm going to give out a couple of winners that are or actually i'm going to give out a winner that is under this car number i get it but i'm hedging at this point because if the car number is over 13 and a half i'll still be a happy man uh this one's coming in at minus 110 but over 13 and a half i mean you get uh you get chandler smith you get sammy smith uh you get austin hill who's done this before um you get uh the sieg Kyle Sieg, at least, and Ryan Sieg, both of the Siegs. Um, you get all kinds of guys above this number that that have an opportunity to win. I mean, the only ones you're really missing out on are, like, Sam Mayer, uh, Sheldon Creed, and uh, Allgaier, and Barry, and Jones, and Haley. Also, oh, some of the big major hitters. But they get caught up in a wreck, any one of those, and all of a sudden you're you're down a, bu- a bunch of numbers. I mean, statistically speaking, there's more numbers over 13.5 than there are under 13.5, so um, you're covering a lot of bases here with this 13 and a half number. So I, I, like I said, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hedging just in case one of the big guys don't hit and, uh, and I'll take the rest of the field, I guess, without, right. This is about as close as NASCAR comes to a winner without bet, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. No, I looked at this one as well. This was the way I was going to lean. If I took this one ended up not making the cut, but I do like it. Uh, I'm giving out four winners for this series, uh, again, splitting that unit up into quarters and three of those four guys are over this number anyways. So I agree with you and, and feel like there are some really good drivers. Um, there's a couple guys above this number or under this number rather that, that guess you'd like to have, but, um, well, I guess it's only two of the four. Cause Brandon Jones is in the nine car. Now <laughs> I, I just talked about that and I forgot already, but that's okay. Anyways. Uh, but no, I think, I think it is a good, again, when you can, when you can take majority of the field on one side or the other of, of something like this, it's going to pan out more times than it's not just because so much chaos at these tracks. And and that, that really is going to dictate a lot. Yes, sir.
0: Um, all right. Well, all we have left to do is pick some winners. We got to take another break for stage two and we'll go into stage three and announce those winners. We'll be right back. With our winning pick. a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done
1: going once going twice
0: sold well someone has to win this beef it's what's for dinner 300 live from the daytona international speedway uh, this one is happening saturday february the 18th uh, again so exciting so much fun cannot wait for this to happen So, as we will do now in Stage 3, we'll give you our winning picks for this race. So, Cody, who's your first pick to win?
1: Yeah, again, just split this up like a first touchdown bet. We talked about with the Truck Series yesterday. I got four different guys uh, across a variety of odds. I'm going to start at the top. Justin Haley, plus 700. It's not always super sexy to take the favorites on super speedways, but Justin Haley is so good at super speedways. Uh, He is, it's incredible how good he is. Um, He has eight starts in the Xfinity series at Daytona, and he has an average finish of 12.4. That in and of itself is incredible. Um, He's got two wins at Talladega, um, two wins at Daytona as well. And a second place finish there. Uh, had, had that run a couple of seasons ago when he was full time in the Xfinity Series, where he won three Super Speedway races in a row. Uh, I believe it was twice at Tal- or twice at Daytona, and then and then the once at, da- at Talladega. In the middle of that, he is just so good at it. Obviously, he's full time in the Cup Series now, um, but we've seen him have some success up there in the Super Speedways as well. The Collegiate Program we just talked about it a few minutes ago. Very good on Super Speedways. Uh, and again, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, sometimes the chalk hits a little bit more here. We saw it last year with Austin Hill. Uh, I think we had him an eight to one to win in Atlanta later in the season. And and so sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and take the favorites. I know it's not super sexy to take the favorite at super speedways because there's so much chaos can happen, but he's by far the best driver in this field and by far, 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 The best super speedway driver in this field Uh, and at seven to one that is great odds you wouldn't get him at seven to one somewhere else uh as the the only cup guy in the field as well so i like that for justin haley to lead it off at the top at seven to one next up for me brandon jones just talked about him right if you want to throw on top of there two months ago he got married it seems like those storylines always play themselves out right Somebody gets married, somebody gets engaged, somebody has a baby, boom, all of a sudden they find themselves in victory lane. So if you need something more to push you over the edge, you can add that on top. But 14 to 1 for him, I feel like that this is almost a misprice. I, I feel like he should be closer to a 10 to 1, 11 to 1. Uh, so you're getting a really good price on him at 14 to 1. Already talked about everything he has done on the super speedways. Uh, so Brandon Jones, at 14 to 1. Moving on down the list, again another guy I've talked about already, Parker Klegerman, 25 to 1. Not going to beat the bush on him anymore, but but he's a guy that that can put himself in the position, takes care of his equipment, going to be there at the end. And of course, and honestly this is my favorite one of these winners to bet on. I think you're getting incredible value at 50 to 1, Ryan Sieg. Already laid out the case for him before as well. Um you can see a pattern. Obviously, there're certain guys that I really like at this type of track and guys that can get it done. And see similar to Corey LaJoy in the Cup Series, isn't great at other – although they are a pretty decent team a lot of places, but they're not great everywhere else. And then every time we get back to a super speedway, it's like they forget that they run well at these tracks and just price them way down here. Going to keep taking advantage of that. And it's worked out plenty of times before where we've hit these longer shot guys on these bigger tracks because they're always putting themselves up there Uh, Maybe he doesn't have the win at Daytona just yet, but it's coming for him, and he always finds himself there at the end. From a fifty to one, that's all you need. Um, So, so Ryan Sieg fifty to one. So, just to recap: Justin Haley seven to one, Brandon Jones fourteen to one, Parker Kligerman twenty-five to one, Ryan Sieg at fifty to one. Those are my uh, yeah. Cut cut up your units, put it in floor however you want to do it. Uh, Treat treat it like the first touchdowns in football, like we talked about. And, uh, yeah, go with those four guys. I
0: love each and every one, especially Justin Haley. That was going to be my pick. Uh, I was really heavily leaning toward him even before I opened up the document. And then, of course, opened up the document and saw that you had him, which was fantastic because I was like, now we're on the same page. But I definitely (laughs) endorse 100% the Justin Haley. Uh, I mean, we talked about him even heading into the Clash, you know, and heading into uh, uh, last season's Clash. And this is how much there is talent there and, and that we like what we see And, of course, you put him back down in the Xfinity Series, and I think we're going to see some good stuff happening on Saturday night. My two winners, we've talked about them already. Uh, I like Justin Allgaier at 12-1 to if I can't get me some Justin Haley as my pick, but uh, Justin Allgaier at 12-1 to I think is a really good price for uh, for Justin Allgaier considering uh, what he was able to do, again, all of uh, last season. And really, just with last season's race, right in at the at Daytona in the spring he came in 5th but Riley Herbst was there Bleh. we we know our take on Riley Herbst but it was Noah Gragson, AJ Allmendinger, Almendinger, and Austin Hill up at the front of that you take a couple of those guys away and now Justin Allgaier doesn't necessarily have that many folk uh, that many people to fight with uh, at the front so i think this is his race now to show what he can do i think this is his race now to be able to get into uh, the winner's circle at Daytona and pick himself up a Daytona win in the Xfinity series. Uh, so I like Justin Allgaier there. And then, I, you know, Timmy Hill's at 150 to 1. My, uh, my inner Cody is just telling me to throw out a pretty decent long shot. Uh, we laid out the, the case for him to be a top five, and if you could be a top five car, you could be a winning car. It's just a matter of finding your way to the front. And in these races especially, if you can find your way to the front, a lot of stuff can happen, and a Jeremy Clements can get there uh, and, and have you winning a ton of money. And I think Timmy Hill could very well be that same sort of success story if he's put himself in the right situation all race long and uh, and finds himself somewhere in the front toward the end and some wackiness and act of God happens. And next thing you know, Timmy Hill's cashing a 150-1 to 1 ticket for us, and
1: we're eating steak. This makes me so happy. I feel like... I came into this as a novice as far as the podcasting side of things and and the writing side of things. And Rod's taught me so much. I truly appreciate it. I'm glad that I've been able to repay the favor and teach him how to throw down these big bets. I love it, Rod. This is a great one, 150 to 1 on Timmy Hill. Again, we talked about him earlier and why he's a good good driver that can put himself in position and be there. And again, (laughs) I'm going to say it 100 more times tomorrow, so just get used to it put yourself in position and be there at the end that's what you need on super speedways more than anything uh so absolutely love that bet by you on Timmy Hill uh and the Justin Allgaier one again you're not going to get him 12 to 1 many places so there's good value there as well i concur yeah
0: it just it was weird to me to see Allgaier at 12 to 1 i mean cuz we we usually saw him up at the top of every list uh basically last season toward the end of last season especially so to see him kind of mired, and I say mired, but twelve to one versus Haley at seven to one, and even Brandon Jones at fourteen to one, it's just you know to have those two kind of close together, it's it's crazy. So yeah, take that value while you can. All right, get out your pen and paper. About to break down the bets for you so you can write them down and see uh, where you want to put your money. Uh, all right, Cody started out with Ryan Sieg, actually both Siegs, both Ryan and Kyle Sieg. As the top Ford, Ryan at plus 475, Kyle at 15-1. to I followed up with Justin Allgaier as a top three car at plus 250. I also said that Timmy Hill was going to be a top five car at plus 3,000. And then, of course, Cody followed it up with Klingerman as a top five car at plus 200. I'm giving you Sheldon Creed over Sam Mayer at minus 110. Cody's giving you Jeff Earnhardt as a top five car at plus 1,200. I say Chandler Smith will finish better than John Hunter Nemechek at minus 1,10. Cody's giving Brandon Jones a top three nod at plus 2,50. And I say at some point the winning car is going to be over 135 Minus 110 at some point at the end of the race, right? That's that's really when we count the winner. Whatever. Speaking of winners, Cody gives you Justin Haley at plus 700. Brandon Jones at 14 to 1. Parker Kligerman at 25 to 1. Ryan Sieg at 50 to 1. I'm giving you Justin Allgaier at 12 to 1. And then my super special channeling my inner Cody Longshot, Timmy Hill at 150 to 1 to win the beef. It's what's for dinner 300 at the daytona international speedway on saturday february the 18th cody stuff's happening now in nascar everything's happening today it's wednesday as we speak there's there's things happening we're getting so much closer to watching the big races
1: we are actually in about three minutes uh the cup guys are gonna take to the track and qualify um and we got some news on that connor daly They had uh, an issue, an oil line burned through. He's not going to be able to run his qualifying lap. So that's one less guy in Jimmy Johnson's way to lock in that uh, spot in qualifying. Again, two guys will lock in their spots in the Daytona 500 tonight. The fastest two qualifiers uh, in single-car qualifying will lock in their spots as long as they're able to start the open races or the dual races, rather. Uh, And then we'll lock in the other two guys tomorrow, Thursday, uh, as well. So whew, Rod, when we come back tomorrow, we will have qualifying done. We'll know the front row of the Daytona 500 and uh, we'll know at least two of the drivers who are locked in. Maybe Jimmy Johnson will be one of those guys, hopefully. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Man, it's almost here, Rod. It's We're giving out picks two days in a row, full shows of nothing but picks and a little history for that one guy, but I love it.
0: Tomorrow will be another one full of picks as well. So let's do that. Let's come back tomorrow and talk more. We'll lay down our Cup Series bets, the granddaddy of them all, and the best race of the season by far, the Daytona
1: 500. Cody, before we do,
0: let everybody know where they can find you on social
1: media. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Got an article out that just came out today, uh, focused on the duels. There's no. They haven't released the DFS salaries, and there's no bets available yet. By the time you listen to this after qualifying is over, I would imagine those will be out there, but it gives you a breakdown of exactly what you're looking for from the open cars and how they get everybody qualified into the race. And then strategies you can use, and some other guys that, that maybe, you know, Eric Jones, Noah Gregson, those types of guys that if Jimmy Johnson needs a little help and they're in the duel with him, you can kind of lean on those types of guys. Uh, so definitely check that out follow all my work over there uh, and then again join us in the discord sg.pn slash discord uh, that's where you can find the link for the fantasy league season long on, on NASCAR's fantasy live free to enter $200 gift, store, gift card to the merch store which once again has some NASCAR gambling podcast items shout out to Jake Paquin for that Go go check those out as well and yeah be, be happy to be back tomorrow again in the Cup Series. Man, Daytona 500 picks tomorrow, Rod. Hell yeah, let's oh. do it.
0: Follow me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. We'll see you again tomorrow. Load it up. Spit them all out. Daytona 500 picks coming to you live tomorrow. Till then, let's go racing and let it ride.